the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Now here's Reverend Gray with the subject matter of don't. Welcome once again. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Welcome, welcome to Victory Lane once again. Our subject today is Don't Give Up. Taken from the scripture reading of Genesis, the 32nd chapter, verses 24 through 28. Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 28. Let us find it. I'm reading from the King James Version, and I turn in my Bible. Genesis 32, 24 through 28, and it reads like this. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. That's the man talking to Jacob. And Jacob was speaking back and he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And the man said unto him, and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, this is the man talking to Jacob, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with man, and hast prevailed. Our subject is don't give up. Oh, this is a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. See, not every story in the Bible is a splendid one, but every story has a meaning. Every story has a reason that God is manifesting itself in his word to teach us, to show us. And not everyone in, in, in the story, in the Bible, is right or lived a righteous life, but they come to live that type of life in the sight of God after they have went through some stuff, gone through some stuff, and repented and did what was right and pleasing in the sight of God. This list lets us know that you too... Being a Christian is, is is not an easy thing, okay? It's not a simple thing. And just because you become a Christian don't mean you're not going to mess up sometime. It does not mean you're not going to slip and, and fall or slip in sin. But if you do, you, you you repent, you get up off, you get up and you get back in the race, okay? That, that, it's that simple. It's not a perfect life. Some people think, oh, man, if I, if I become a Christian, I got to live a perfect life. There's none righteous, no, not one. 
All our righteousness unto God is as filthy rags. We cannot live a perfect life for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God loves us in yet that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And he just wants us to be one of his children. Amen. Let's look at this story. The story of Jacob is an interesting drama of just what life can be apart from God and what a life can be with God, horizontal and vertical. Jacob lived the life of, of a supplanter. He was one who, a supplanter is one who takes the place of another through force and or scheming. A con artist, you might say. Jacob's life was like that from the time of his birth when his father Isaac impregnated his mama, Rebecca. She was carrying twins, Esau and Jacob. They were struggling together within her. Rebecca inquired of the Lord what was going on within her pregnancy, and God told her, there are two nations in you, two manner of people, and the elder will serve the younger at the birth. And, and at the birth, that's when Esau was going to be born first, but Jacob grabbed his heel and he came out first. Esau was a man uh, of the field, a hunter. Jacob was a man who worked in the plain dwelling in tents in chapter 25. Isaac, his father, favored Esau. Rebekah favored Jacob. Parents, be careful. Be careful in favoritism, favoriting one of your children against the other. Okay? Father had his favorite, mother had his favorite. The children know who the favorite is, okay? But be careful in doing so. Make sure you treat all the children almost equally the same. I know you do not. I mean, it's only natural that, that one kind of attached to one more than the other, but you got to love the other one just the same because what happens, let me tell you what happens when you, when you favor one child against another more so than the one that you favor. When that happens, you cause division between your children. You plant a seed with the child that is less favorable to dislike the other child. It's your fault, parents. Let's get that straight. It's not the child's fault. It's not the child's fault that that seed has been planted in their heart, in their mind. When they see mama and daddy favoring Johnny more than Paul all the time, all of his life, and I'm second, that child could grow resentment toward your, his brother because of you and your favoritism toward the other. Don't do that. Love the children the same. Do your best to do that. You don't want to cause division between your children because what happens is they grow up and then they're apart. They are apart. He live over here, he live over there. He don't call, he don't call. He don't visit, he don't visit. I go to picnic with my family and you go to picnic with your family. I got cousins. I got Now you got children. Now you got your children's children who become your grandchildren, who don't know their cousins, because you have planted a seed of envy, jealousy, and hatred. Don't do that. Now, 
let's get back to the story. Esau was a man of, he was a hunter. Jacob was in the plain. Jacob's first act of deception is when he swindled his brother out of his birthright, his inheritance, his blessing. Esau was hungry and gave up his birthright to Jacob because he was hungry. He did it for the wrong reasons, but his desire for it evidenced his faith. Okay? It was the wrong reason, but I had faith that Jacob was going to do the right thing. He knew the importance of the birthright and the spiritual aspect of it. Because the first child, firstborn child, had superseded the blessings and the birthright coming from his father back in the day. He swindled the birthright, and when Isaac, his father, was growing old in age, he told his oldest son, Esau, to go and get him some food, some venison, and make a stew so that he can receive his blessing, his birthright blessing, as an eldest son by his birthright. Rebecca, the mother, heard this and told Jacob to go and get some goat skins, and she prepared meat and told him to put some of Esau's clothes on himself, because Esau was a hairy man and Jacob wasn't. So she put the goat skins of hairs on his hands and on his neck. And Jacob went to his father. Isaac, uh, eyesight was failing him. And he received the blessing because he didn't know. His eyesight was so bad he could only he could only go by the sense of smell and touch. And Isaac blessed Jacob, thinking Jacob was Esau. May God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth, plenty of corn and wine. Let the people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brother, and let, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. This was the blessing he received by way of deception, Jacob that is. And Esau found out about it, and Esau hated his brother Jacob, and he sought to kill him because of the blessing his father had gave Jacob. See division. I'm talking about division. Division between your 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 children. That favoritism will 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 plant a seed so deep. This man hated his brother for what he did. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. So his mother got wind of it. She sent him away to her uncle's to his uncles, and he lived there. Her brother, Jacob, did. While traveling to his uncle's place, he picked up some stones for a pillow and laid down to rest, okay? He had a dream. He saw a ladder that was set up on earth, and it reached to the top of heaven, and the angels of God were ascending, descending, and ascending. And the Lord stood above it, and the Lord blessed Jacob. He said, I am the Lord God Abraham, and in thee is a great nation. Bless thee, thy name shall be great. You will be a blessing. You will bless them that I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. All families of the earth will be blessed because of thee. Your seed will be as the dust to the earth. And the stars of heaven, 
you shall be a father of many nations. Your seed shall possess the gates of your enemies and the promise of the victory is yours. God has made in a covenant with Jacob. He's going to be blessed. Okay? God has made a covenant with him. Now, so Jacob went and lived with his uncle, his mother's brother, and there he took him a wife. He had two wives, actually, Rachel and Leah. He wanted Rachel. See, here's a trickster. He wanted Rachel, but he had to earn her from his uncle. So he worked seven years to, 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 to earn. Uh, so his uncle, his uncle let him marry Leah. But he thought he was marrying Rachel. And when he found out he was marrying Leah, his uncle, Leah, instead of Rachel, his uncle made him work seven more years because he had to work for Leah seven more years to win, Rebe to win Rachel. He had to work in his uncle's land for 14 years for the hand of his daughters. And Jacob had 12 sons and one daughter from both Leah and Rachel and also their handmaidens. When Rachel was barren before the Lord opened her womb to have children. That's why he had uh, children with a handmaiden. And when Leah could no longer have children. Check this out. While working... For his uncle, he accumulated lots of wealth and he did another deceitful thing when he switched his sheep on his uncle and stole the good ones and left him the bad ones. Now Jacob is headed back home now because the Lord has ordered his steps to go back home. He has accumulated a lot of stuff. He has a lot of stuff, a lot of wealth. He has all his sons and his daughters and his wives, and he's going back home, okay? He finally earned the privilege to get away from his uncle and pay back. And as he was headed back, he heard that his brother Esau, who at the time also grew in wealth and riches, had an army of 400 men and was in pursuit of him. So Jacob sent his wives and his servants and his possessions ahead of him contemplating what he's going to do. In other words, here I am, here's my brother, and we're coming closer together. And I'm kind of scared because my brother Esau, I stole his birthright. I don't know what he's going to do. So I sent my wives ahead of me and my servants so they could see Esau, maybe Esau may have pity. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Let's see. So Jacob is in a precarious position. He is afraid, and so he reaches out to God. When you are afraid and in a precarious, precarious position, pray. He has come to an incompass. He is, uh, he is surrounded by his situation and the circumstances that he must face. His deception, his deception, his lying, his his stealing. And so he is now alone contemplating his dilemma. He is alone in prayer. It is significant to note that Jacob, the man who wrestled with Jacob, it's significant to know that this man shows us that it was God 
who was the initiator of the conflict. Okay? Jacob was having a dream, and, and, and this man comes into his dream, and he's wrestling. Let, let's continue with the story. Now, who was this man that Jacob wrestled with? The Bible does not say, but I believe it was the angel of God or God's representative, a heavenly being who was doing the will of God, who was trying to get Jacob's undivided attention because God wanted to lift him up to a royal life. Sometimes God will allow us to go through some things in order to get our blessing. It's not going to be an easy road all the time. You know, you got to work for what you earn. Same with God. You got to earn it sometimes. He'll bless you sometimes, but sometimes God wants to see if you're really worthy of a blessing. Sometimes we have to go through struggles, trials, tribulations, hardships in order for God to bless us. And what's another, uh, 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 what's the scripture say? Though uh, your faith be tried, be tried with fire, in the end it comes out like gold. Gold has to be burned with all the uh, 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 infirmities to come off, to shine. Sometimes the gold in you, some, the, 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 the stuff in you, that gold that you have in you, got to get burnt to, to, to get some stuff off of you. So sometimes we have to go through some stuff. Sometimes we have to carry the cross through our upsets, through our setbacks. But I start by the chain they don't give up. Don't give up. Notice that the angel had the power to disable Jacob at any given time. Let, let me go back to the scripture. Jesus said, there's a song, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. James Cleveland said, if you, James Cleveland had a song say, if you can't stand being lied on sometimes, no cross. If you can't stand being mistreated sometimes, no cross. If you can't stand a little hardship, no cross. If you can't stand going through some stuff, no cross, no, no. No, he said, no cross, no crown. If you can't stand going through all that stuff, no crown. No crown. No cross, no crown. Jesus said, if any man come after me, he must take up his cross and follow me daily. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. But don't give up. Notice that the angel had the power to disable Jacob at any given time. When it began to get light as they were wrestling, the man wanted to leave, so he touched the hollow of his thigh, meaning he dislocated the joint in his hip so the man could win at any given time. Why didn't he win? I believe that it was because of this struggle for, for Jacob's own good, it was necessary for his growth. Sometimes it is necessary for you to go through some pain. Sometimes it is necessary for you to go through some hardship. Sometimes it is necessary for you to go through some trials and some tribulations to get to where God wants you to be. Sometimes you got to get broke down to get built up so that you can be a living testimony as to where God has brought you from and taken you through and went through so that you can tell somebody else about the goodness of God. 
Sometimes it happens that way. It was necessary because Jacob had to reach the point where he had no more strength. Sometimes you got to uh, 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 reach a point where you have no more strength but to rely on God. That's all you can do. When your up is down, your down is up, and you, and you can't turn around, down so doggone low, I have to look up at my feet. Been there, done that, got the belt buckle, the hat, everything else. But when you have no more strength to go on, I want to tell you today out there in Victory Lane, don't give up. Don't let the crisis that you are in today prevail against you. How do I do that? To prevail, it takes prayer. To prevail is to prove or to prove that you are superior in power or the influence to become the dominant factor in win. To prevail, it takes patience. The Bible said, them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up his wings at eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. Walk and not be weary. Run, run and not faint. Wait on the Lord. And the Bible says you got to pray the prayer of the righteous availeth much. The fervent, compassionate prayer of the righteous availeth much. David said, I, 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 I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. God will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Even though you think you are being forsaken sometimes. Cast down but not forsaken. Persecuted but not destroyed. Even though you feel that way. Distressed. God said, I'll never, Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's not easy being a Christian sometimes. You feel like throwing in the towel, but don't give up. Sometimes you feel like you've been beat up and whipped. But I tell you today, don't give up. Sometimes things ain't going to go your way, but don't give up. Paul said in Romans 8, in 8.36, he said, uh, uh, I, I, I besought the Lord because I had this thorn in my flesh. Three times I called on God, remove this thorn from me. And three times God denied me. But he told me, my grace is sufficient for you. For in a time of weakness, I'm building you up with strength. My grace will bring you through. That thorn in your flesh, God will bring you through. Look at Jacob. He stayed in the fight even though he was wounded. He continued to fight. Don't give up. You got to be like Jacob. Just when you feel like throwing in the towel and you can't win and you're losing the battle, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Don't give up and realize that everything that you are going through is just a test of your faith and your will and your trust and your belief in knowing whose you are and who you are. I tell you today, we got to be like Jacob and tell the Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Don't give up. I'm not going to let you go except you bless me. Don't give up. Don't bow. Don't, don't, don't break. Don't give in. Don't give up. Keep holding on. Keep trying. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Mother, keep holding on. Father, keep holding on. Wives, keep holding on. Don't give up on that family member. Don't give up on your husband. Don't give up on your wife. Don't give up on your children. Just keep praying. Keep holding on. 
and be like Jacob. Don't give up. Be like Jacob. The man said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, I'm going to bless you and change your name. And your name shall be called Israel. And God made a covenant with, 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 with his grandfather Abraham. Because he changed his name, I got my name changed. Because grace showed up one day. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption to be sons of God. Because of grace, his love, we are new sons of God. So don't give up. Keep trying. Keep believing. Keep looking up. Remember when you go through some things, it's just a test of your faith. Grace will keep you. It was grace that hung his head on the cross called Calvary. It was grace when they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. Grace! They pierced him in the side when the blood came streaming down. But grace kept him on the cross. And he died, shed his blood on the cross, crowned of thorns on his head, pierced him in his side. Grace! Because he loved us. God's grace his only son. Don't let distress. Died on the cross of Calvary. Stayed in the ball tomb Friday. Stayed there Saturday. Early Sunday morning. Got up with all power in his hands. God's grace. His son Jesus Christ rose from the dead to give us a right to the tree of life. Don't let distress. Don't let persecution. Don't let tribulation. Don't let feminist or nakedness or pearl or sword separate you from the love of God. Be like Jacob. Be like Job. And say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Bless his holy name. Don't give up. Don't give up. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching. Reverend Gray continues the series Don't next week. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching at gospelofthe90.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.